You're listening to Alumni Allowed, a new podcast by Graduate Center students for Graduate Center students. In each episode, we talk with a GC graduate about their career and the advice they would give current students. This series is sponsored by the Office of Career Planning and Professional Development at the Graduate Center. So we're on. Um, All right. Hello, Aaron. Um, if you don't Hi, mind, Angela. <laughs> would you um, just introduce yourself briefly? Um, tell us your role and where you are. Sure. Um, so I am an assistant professor at Bostos Community College. Um, I'm in my fourth year there. And um, I came. I went. I came to there from the Graduate Center, where I got my doctorate in English. Um, and I also worked at both Career Services and uh, the Writing Center. Excellent. Well, it's a treat to have you on today, um, interviewing you from you know as a fellow in the Career Services, which is something you did um, before. Um, so I'll, I'll get right to the questions. Um, the first question, um, so you pursued a doctorate in English. What questions drove your research um, and how do those questions continue to shape your work today? Sure, so um, I guess the main question of my research was um, how did both Victorians and, and 20th century British writers and readers uh, conceived of suicide. How did they think? Uh, what how, What did they they think caused suicide? Um, what What did they emphasize about suicide? And how did that change between the nineteenth and twentieth centuries? Because um, at the end of the nineteenth century, Emil Durkheim wrote um, on suicide, which was a sort of foundational sociological text, sort of a case study for for sociology as a discipline. Um, and then in 1915, uh, Sabina Spielrein, who was a psychoanalyst who worked under both Freud and Jung, um, wrote a book or an article, excuse me, called Destruction as a Cause of Coming into Being, um, which was sort of the foundation of, of later Freud's death drive in um, Beyond the Pleasure Principle. So, so I write about how... Um, you know, those influence suicide discourses in modernist fiction. Um, and then in the Victorian era, how how things like newspapers and, and religious thought influenced um, how people conceived of suicide as well. Wow, really fascinating. Um, they, were, they were published in the newspapers, you know, along with the divorces. <laughs> uh, something really weird is that I actually am exploring Emile Durkheim's conception of suicide in my own work which has to do with learning communities oh wow because it's a basis for some of the theory um about retention and and like uh it's really weird and I'm just like this is weird <laughs> like why oh um, good. like cultural suicide more when students aren't able to graduate or like to succeed in college or something you know mm -hmm. like some sort mm -hmm. of so, so too, too much investment in the culture, in the social body, not enough investment in the social body, that sort of thing. 
Wow, yes. that's super interesting. <laughs> right? Um, and I'm like, this is a problem, actually. Like, this shouldn't be, like, the theory that we're basing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so I'm I'm critiquing this as, like, a foundational thing. That's so um, interesting. In learning community. Um, all right. Well, what steps did you take along the path to end up in your position at Hostos? How did this happen? Um, <laughs> I won, I won the lottery. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, um, I think one of the big parts was I did my writing across the curriculum fellowship at Lehman. Um, and they had actually based their model on what Ostos was doing. So, um, I know that was something that, that, interested them that I had that background actually my chair told me you know I saw that on your your resume and, and that sort of st struck struck me um and you know I guess I I like a lot of us I was teaching a lot to pick up I was picking up extra classes and I think um for a community college that's something they're interested in as well because you know it's a teaching forward uh position and uh you kind of have to be able to do anything at any time, you know. Um, I think the the way CUNY sort of throws you in the classroom or the grad center sort of throws you in the classroom um, helps you figure out pretty quickly what kind of teacher you are and 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 how to how to teach something at the last minute, you know. Um, a lot I I covered some classes for people who got sick and just walking into the class having read the material yesterday <laughs> um I think that was really good practice for for the kind of work I do now hmm. um were there any other career paths that you considered um <laughs> I'm not really good at anything else so so I don't know uh I, I suppose teaching in, in some other context I know a lot of people for example from the career center did Bart early high school or early college, Bart early college. Um, so that was definitely on my radar or something like that. Um, but yeah, unlike I think a lot of other people, especially in other departments, there's not a lot of application in other fields. You know, you can't really go into government or anything like that. I don't know. I didn't have to think about it that hard, but um, uh yeah, probably something in teaching that wasn't academia would have been where I ended and up. Was community college like a focus for you? Cause you knew about the I did yeah. I had gone to a um a uh, an event that I, I think Jenny put on, Jenny Furlong, who runs the career services, um, about teaching at community college. Uh, Sean Garrity, who's a colleague of mine now, uh spoke there. Um and it really interested me just because uh, it it is focused on teaching, um, and it's and it's you know the their primary interest is how you interact with students and work with students. So I did, yeah, that was sort of my ideal position was was a CUNY Community College, uh, getting to keep teaching CUNY students, which I'd been doing for for five or six years by that point. I heavily relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what role did the grad, grad center have in your intellectual development? 
Um, I mean, uh, it, it had a big role in terms of my research. Um, Richard Kay, who was my uh, dissertation supervisor, worked with me through from my master's through my um, orals and, and my, my uh, dissertation. He was the chair of, you know, all of those uh, committees. Um, and he helped me in innumerable ways. Um, uh, introduced me to D.H. Lawrence and and um, helped me sort of conceptualize what I was working on. And then um, I think also working at the the Career Center was was a, a big part of how I ended up where I am. I mean, um, they put on great events, and and even though the the uh, the market is a, is a lottery, every I mean it really is. Um, there are a few sort of tricks you can pick up and getting, you know, people like Jenny to look over my materials and, and getting to hear people who had been through the process or hear people who had been on hiring committees. Um, I got to be on a hiring committee for um, the director of the career center. And that was really eye-opening in terms of how these things actually work. You know, you, you work on all these materials for so long and then you realize the person who's reading it is reading a hundred other letters and, so you sort of have to rethink, you know, how do I stand out quickly? And, and you know, this person isn't going to reread this and, and, and look really carefully at, at what I'm saying. So learning to sort of put the most important things first and, and so on. Um, that, that was super helpful. Um, yeah, you mentioned about some some events you went to and your experience in your fellowships and things um and also like the emphasis on teaching while you were a phd student um yeah the next question is how did your experiences at the gc um transform you into the faculty member that you are today so your job your current job yeah well the funny thing as you know about um CUNY is you don't teach at the grad center. So um, uh, in a lot of ways, you're, you're, you're shaped by the grad center, but you're also shaped by the campuses you end up on. Um, and I, my teaching fellowship was at Lehman and um, I was lucky enough to have a really good chair at that time, Paula Wiskoko, um, and also deputy chair Deirdre Boy. Um, and they were just really generous with their time. Um, Paula used to take all the fellows, I think once a month and just hold a meeting for us for any questions we might have, any um, support we might need. Um, and, and also she was just super generous with giving us electives and all types of classes that that um, weren't just the, the intro or, or, or survey courses. Um, also at City College, I taught at City College, um, and and the chair there was also great, uh, Elizabeth Mazzola. She gave me a lot of classes. She actually gave me a class that was open, and I could teach it on anything, and I, I taught it on suicide and literature. So I got to sort of teach my dissertation while I was working on it. Um, and, and of course, the students, you know, just working with CUNY students. Um, I always say I love uh, that... We talk about diversity. I think generally when we talk about student diversity, we talk about uh, ethnic diversity and and maybe gender diversity, but um, and which of course is really important, but also CUNY students have, uh, you know, country of origin diversity, age diversity, you know, teaching a class where some, I taught a class at City where I had an 88 year old student 
Um, and that was amazing. You know, it's amazing to have people from different generations talking about the material um, in a way that I don't know that you get in, in other campuses where, where most students are like 18 to 25. Um, I remember teaching The Sorrows of Young Further and uh, before class started, everyone was was complaining about this character. You know, he's so gross. He's so um, uh, manipulative, you know, in his romantic gestures. And then I had an older student come in after all these complaints and he walked in and he just said, this is the most romantic book I've ever read in my entire life. And and it's great that he comes from a generation where 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 that was more common, to, you know, the, the, those sorts of um, that sort of romantic behavior was expected. And so it, it, it led to an amazing discussion because uh, the younger students were given a, a different perspective on, on, you know, how these sorts of things are historically situated, right? The ways that people communicate their love to one another. Um, so, yeah, I would say, say I was lucky to have really good mentors, really good department chairs, uh, really lucky to work with Jenny, and then also just to have have all these great students. Um. The next question is, um, what were some challenges you encountered as you transitioned into the full-time role that you're at at Postos? Um, yeah, that's funny. I think it's harder to be a grad student, actually. Mm -hmm. um, um, I mean, I, I, I did start in January 2020. So, um, you know, I was a new faculty member during the whole COVID thing. Um, but... But yeah, I mean, when, when you're a grad student, you're on multiple campuses, you're juggling multiple roles to try to stitch together, you know, enough money to live in New York. Um, so I, I would say that's actually more challenging than than the full-time faculty position. Um, what would be some advice or recommendations that you'd give to current graduate students who are interested in working at a community college? Um, I guess I would say two things. One is teach as much as you can, um, you know, get getting building a teaching resume, but also getting that teaching experience is going to make you um, a better candidate. Um, and also send all your materials to the Career Center, you know, Don and Emily and Jenny and all the um, the the the, uh, the student grad student uh, fellows. You know, I. I I mean the 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 help is just incredible. I mean, I I I I don't know that I would be where I am without that that sort of input on all my materials and so on. Well, those are all my questions. Thank you so okay. much. Yeah. Um very good talking to you and hearing from you and your perspective. I'm sure it'll help a lot of other students that are wondering. Uh, how to move forward and whether it's possible, but you are. Yes, it does happen. It can happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. Thank you.